Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. The Premier League kicking off this weekend. Well, actually, Premier League kicked off Friday today. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about everything. But what we are going to do today is finish the preview of the Premier League clubs that we started yesterday and didn't complete. And... Uh, take a look at all the matches coming up this weekend i'll give you my picks and predictions and prognostications and we'll take a look at the transfer market those are the topics on the table today not too complicated and not too much in question because clearly those are the big issues coming up as the premier league kicks off and we are all so incredibly thankful for that i mean really it is, uh, even though it's only been a few weeks, it really feels like it's uh, it's just been forever, you know. Um, but what can you do, right? Uh, you just got to wait, and uh, you know, and it'll all good things come to those that wait. I suppose isn't that the uh, isn't that the saying? Uh, all right. Um, Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight in America, I am on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. We have uh, digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. Plus, I'd like to welcome to the show all of the men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show on the American Forces Network. It's great to have you with me and with us here, as it's not just me. It's a whole crew that brings this show to you, and uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, hopefully enjoying the work that we uh, provide. We have a lot of fun doing it, too. Of course, we'd be lying uh, if we didn't. So we're going to talk Premier League football. We're going to talk picks and predictions for the weekend, and we will finish off our Premier League preview. I think we left it off with Liverpool. I kind of ran through Liverpool very quickly. Uh, So we're going to get back to Liverpool, Man City, United, Newcastle, Norwich, Southampton, Tottenham, Watford, West Ham and Wolves. And that'll wrap it up. And then we'll take a look at all the matches coming up. We'll also take a whip around the transfer market. All right, I'll be right back after this. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Ah, story of my life. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Great to have you back with me here. Nick Eber on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM World Soccer Radio. Um, if you were placing a bet at Bet Online as to the first goal of the new season, would it be scored by a team that hadn't been in the top flight since, what, 1947? I don't think you would have said yes, right? But that is exactly what happened. If you want to place a bet on who's going to win the Premier League, who's going to get relegated, top scorer, golden boot, best goalkeeper, golden gloves, you know, all of that sort of stuff, 
No better place to do it than with my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you might want to wager on in sports and politics and entertainment. They got it all for you, whether it's money lines, uh, point spreads. Uh, they've got money lines. They've got point spreads. They've got over, under. They've got Asian betting. They've got everything you might want on all the sports that interest you. Basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, American football, boxing, MMA, um, snooker. Um, uh, I don't know. The list just goes on and on and on. They've got everything that you might want. So head over right now to betonline.ag on your mobile device or on your desktop, and they will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. You heard me right, a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Uh, Betonline.ag, a great place. I've been using them for a long time. Never had a problem putting money in. Never had a problem taking money out. All my winnings, good stuff. Betonline.ag. And we are presented by betonline.ag. So let's uh, get right to it, shall we? Because we started off... um, the show with kind of a rundown of what we were going to get to today. And I said I was going to complete the Premier League preview, team preview that I started yesterday. And I got to Liverpool, um, but I kind of waltzed over them pretty quickly because we were running out of time. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about Liverpool, about how the fact they haven't sort of kept up with the big signings and they haven't, uh, you know, made a big splash in the market. They did sign Ibrahim Konate very early on in the window, if you remember. And that is, he is a very, very good central defender. He will eventually make an excellent pairing with Virgil van Dijk, just like a Stilton and a fine wine. Uh, but, you know, in the meantime, we're going to see the usual suspects getting rotated in the central defensive pairing with Virgil van Dijk as the glue that holds it together. I'm not quite sure about Joe Gomez's injury, a recovery from injury. I think he's good to go. So that same defensive pairing that was so dominant for Liverpool two years ago is back. And a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, Nick, but why would the uh, loss of a central defender result in such a catastrophic uh, crap that Liverpool took last season? And, you know, first of all, they did end the season on a 10 or 11 game win streak. Um, they finished third in the league. Uh, yes, they were far behind Manchester City, no doubt about it, and you know, a, a ways behind United in terms of points. They did have an awful run of form, particularly some of their home matches. And I'm going to say that the style of football that Jurgen Klopp plays at Liverpool is a high-press, high-pressure game. And in order to do that, you need both excellent distribution from the back and you need to have really, really good confidence that behind you things are going to be taken care of and when you don't have the likes of Virgil van Dijk in the squad it's kind of like the spine disappears out of the team and yeah you can put some other spiny guys in but no one's quite as spiny as Virgil van Dijk he is what the military would call a force multiplier so having him back is in fact like having a brand new signing uh, Konate will develop into an exceptionally good centre-back and that will give them some more coverage. Uh, Diogo Jota is back from injury and will be coming into his own. And, you know, he puts a lot of pressure on the Firmino, um, Salah, Mane trifecta up top. So I'm not sure that things are going to be quite as dire. Do I think they have the depth 
That becomes the question, and I think if you look at Chelsea, I think everybody's looking at Chelsea, particularly after this Lukaku deal is done and dusted now, uh, thinking, you know, they have young players, fast players, good players, depth, desire, a great manager in Tuchel. They seem to have all the ingredients for uh, both domestic and European success, and, and I would agree with that. But, you know, how Liverpool are going to stack up against them is the question. I think they will do fine. Um, I think what's really important for Liverpool is that they get their uh, spiritual leader back and that they get uh, Jordan Henderson signed to a contract. But we'll see what happens. Lots of discussion that uh, Jurgen Klopp is upset with lack of signings. I don't believe any of that's true. Um, So we'll see. Liverpool will compete for the title. Will they win it? I don't know. Let's get to Manchester City. And, you know, if we want to say uh, how lopsided things are in the world of football, well, Manchester City certainly helped that lop get sided. Signing Jack Grealish for, you know, what, £100 million. Apparently the bid for Harry Kane. And don't forget the first match this weekend is Manchester City Tottenham. Uh, The Harry Kane bid has been up to £127 million. Um you know, how they manage to do this and stay in financial fair play compliance, uh, you know, they don't care, okay? They've been fined, they've been sanctioned uh, many times for violating these protocols, and constantly, again and again, the International Court of Arbitration Sports overturns whatever fine and banishment they may have. So at this point, they're like, uh, you know, somebody that's just done it so much and got away with it so often, they just don't care. And I think that's a pretty much a a good way to look at it i mean for me personally i think it's just time to get rid of financial fair play i think it's a complete joke uh if you're not going to enforce it don't have it just allow the premier league to become the uh, uh play toys for billionaires and, uh, and and let's see what happens let's get a few more abramoviches in the question for me about manchester city is is there heart in it for the Premier League again. We know what they really want is the Champions League. And of course, now with Messi moving to PSG, it seems like we have sort of clash of the titans developing, although I would be loath to call PSG a titan, even with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe in the front three. I think Manchester City will do just fine. I think Manchester City will be pushed by Chelsea. They will be pushed by Liverpool. I, whether or not they're going to be pushed by United after signing um, J- Jadon Sancho and Rafael Varane, we'll have to wait and see. But at least I know for sure Liverpool and um, Chelsea are going to push City. Are they up for the task? Are their hearts in? If you remember the beginning of last season, City had kind of a bit of a rough run out, and we were all saying, oh, their heart's not in it. They've done it, been there, done that so many times. You know, they only care about the Champions League. Well, they set us straight on that one. I imagine they'll do it again. I think they're the league favorites by a bit of a long shot. Uh, I, however, am not convinced that they're going to repeat this year. Okay, let's get to Man United. Um you know, this is an interesting 
situation because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is largely learning on the job and they have just given him an extended contract. They did very well last season. They did a really good last season. At times they played some really nice football. Uh, they just signed Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane. We talked about that. Um, if you think about Varane and Maguire in the back, you think that this really may be a really good-looking team for the season. I am not a Harry Maguire fan, so let's just leave it right there. Of course, they need Bruno Fernandes. He has been the absolute key for this team, and um, he, he didn't have a great Euros. I think we'll all agree on that, and I do have to go to break. So I tell you what, we're talking Man United football. When we come back after break on World Soccer Radio, let's pick up our team preview. We'll finish off Man United. We'll get to Newcastle, Norwich, Southampton, Tottenham, Watford, West Ham, and Wolves. And then I'll give you my match predictions for the weekend. Uh, I'm Nick Ebert. This is World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Join me each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, let's get right back into it, shall we? Because we are doing the Premier League preview. We talked a little Man City. We were on Man United. I was talking about Oligon Solskjaer and the surprisingly good season he had last season. And the new contract has been given to him, uh, backing from the board and the ownership with the signings of Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane. Um, the idea that Man United supporters uh, told the Glazers that their team is a joke is in it of itself a joke. But actually, if I look at the Man United squad, and l l let me uh, rephrase that. I if I look at the Manchester United team, Actually, I think the weakest link on this team is the manager. And, and, and I don't mean that um, in an insulting way. I happen to like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and support him, uh, although I'm not a United fan in any way, shape, or form. I just think he's done a, a, a good job. I, I just think he tactically is not yet clever enough to compete with the likes of the Peps and the Jurgens and the Thomases, if we're using first names, or Guardiola, Klopp, and Tuchel. You know, whether or not he's a match for the likes of Nuno at Tottenham, well, you know, <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, if you look at the management in the league, it, <clears throat> the, I mean, the managers in the Premier League are pretty astounding when you look at the list of who is managing in the Premier League. I think if there's anything that's going to hold Manchester United back this year, it is his tactical lack of tactical brilliance. And by that, I don't mean he's tactically inept. He's not. But if you're going to compete and take your battleship head-to-head -head with other battleships that may be slightly bigger, slightly better armed, slightly more armor, if you're into wargaming, you get what I'm saying here, you've got to have better tactics. And I don't think he does. I think too much is on the shoulders of Bruno Fernandes. 
too much last season was on Bruno Fernandes. Uh, he's, he had a rough Euros. He's been playing a lot of football. Um, we're going to see what Bruno Fernandes can do. And, you know, when you well, look, when you're relying on Bruno Fernandes and Edison Cavani coming off the bench to do your business for you, there's some issues. Paul Pogba staying, of course, now. The PSG have Messi, so they've stopped their interest in, in, in Pogba. Whether he'll be uh, the incredible sulk once again, we'll have to wait and see. Anthony Martial is injured. So we'll see what happens. For me, I don't think United are going to have as good of a season this season as they did last season. Uh, even if all things were working well, they have a lot of critical pieces to the chemistry experiment that need to get figured before it's all in the right balance. So there you go. Newcastle United. I mean, I don't know what to say about Newcastle. Ugh. The world's most boring manager, Steve Bruce. Yes, check that one off. A club constantly underachieving. Yeah, they got a great fan base. Yes, they are definitely a, quote, big club. Yes, they are the only club in Newcastle, and they're very well attended, and they have passionate fans, and, and they should be so much better than they are. But they are just mired in mediocrity, and until they get new ownership, that mediocrity mire is just going to continue year in and year out. And, of course, we constantly have reports that the Saudis are investing and the Qataris are investing and the Omanis are investing. And, you know, everybody in the Middle East seems to be wanting to invest in Newcastle United. But no one actually does. In terms, in terms of uh, the squad... Excuse me. Um, not much to say. Let's go to Norwich City. They kick off against Liverpool this weekend. Um, this is a bounce-back team. You know, relegated last year, back up this team. And if you remember, uh, they didn't do much when they were in the Premier League two seasons ago to sign new players. They kept faith with the players that had got them there uh, in the through the championship. And... I think that they found that they were, you know, outclassed in most of the matches that they played. They have a great manager in Daniel Farker, who's really a good. Uh, Buendia has gone to Villa, uh, but they did pick up Billy Gilmore on loan from Chelsea. And that might may add a little youth and vigor and verb to the club. Um, are they going to stave off relegation? You know, after watching Brentford play... You know, Brentford remind me a little bit about of Leeds United. They kind of play with a devil-may-care attitude. And yeah, that's not going to win you the Premier League, but it's going to keep you from getting relegated. I don't think Norwich have that ability. So I would definitely peg Norwich as a team to take the elevator back down to the basement. And by the way, championship football, a lot of fun. Because calling it the basement is is not really fair, but... Relegation for Norwich, I see. Uh, let's talk about Southampton for a minute. Uh, they, they sold Danny Ings to Villa. Um, Ryan Bertrand's gone to Leicester City. I think James Ward-Prowse is on his way out. Uh, I think Southampton are going to struggle this season. And there were times last season where they were really struggling as well. They went on a couple of runs 
that saw them get some clearance out of the relegation zone. But I think you have to look at Southampton as potential relegation vortex fighters. I'm not sure they're going to get relegated, but they're going to be right down there. I'm going to right now predict a 16th or 17th finish for Southampton. Uh, let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur. And you know, how this team can even move forward without knowing what's, go because what's going on with Harry Kane is beyond me. Because they can't really make any statement signings without the Kane money. They can't really start the season. Well, first of all, Harry's not quite ready to start the season. He's been injured, been tired, etc., etc. It's it, it's tough for a new manager in uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, who you may remember as the manager of Wolverhampton Wanderers last season until he got sacked. It's hard for Nuno to put together a team and a tactic and a style of play and build his first 11 squad when he, when he doesn't have his star talisman, his main number one guy. Yeah, Son is there. He's a fantastic player, no doubt. They did sign uh, Brian Gill uh, for £47 million, and they, uh, and they signed uh, Christian Romero, Romero from Atalanta, uh, so two signings from Spain. Um, but that's really a like-for-like -like replacement for uh, Aldo, and Alderweireld, who left. So, um, by the way, they're going to be playing in the Europa Conference League this season. So, the question is, what do they do about Kane? That's the question. What's the situation? What happens? I don't think any of us really have an answer for that. We're going to have to wait and see. And I think if you want to understand... <clears throat> what's going to go on with Tottenham this season, uh, you just, it's too early to tell. We have to wait and see what the Kane saga will bring. Even if Kane stays, I still don't see them breaking into the top four. I think Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United and Man City are just too strong. If there's any one of those four teams I see with the possibility of falling out, it would be United. And that's not for lack of talent. Right, let's talk about Watford for a minute. The one player you're going to watch here is Emmanuel Denis uh, from Bruges. He's a very young player. Watford are back into the Premier League. They're a fun team to watch. They've got uh, Danny Rose and Ashley Fletcher. Ismaili Sarr is there, but I think it's going to be tough for them, but I think Watford are going to stay up. Uh, they have great home support at Vicarage Road. I think they've got a decent squad, and I think they will stay up in the Premier League, which is going to leave a spot for someone who was up this season, last season, to go down. And again, you may want to look at Southampton. And by the way, if you think that um, Newcastle United are going to be immune from uh, the relegation fight, uh, you are mad, okay? All right, let's talk about West Ham United. West Ham United have the joy of Sunday, of the Thursday-Sunday routine as they're in the Europa League. Uh, I think it's uh, they really played some great football last season. Uh, they finished sixth, if you remember. Uh, Declan Rice, Thomas Suchek, uh, Mikel Antonio. Um, David Moyes, a good, steady, strong manager, West Ham will probably be finishing in about the sixth or seventh spot again 
this season. Maybe the fifth, we'll have to see. Finally, Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, Wolves had a rough season last season. They finished seventh two years in a row, and then boom, they dropped down to 13th or 14th place. Uh, Nuno is over at Tottenham. Uh, Bruno Lager is in. Uh, they did. Uh, they do have Raul Jimenez fit. But we'll have to see. I don't think they've really bolstered the squad much. They've got Pedro Neta and Adam Adama Traore, if he can stay there. Um, I think Wolves will have a, another rough season. Uh, not in the relegation zone, but I, I, they may be in another 13th or 12th place finish again this season. All right, that's my team preview. When we come back, let's get into my match previews for the weekend. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Having a lot of fun today. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports and Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, uh, you can get it, uh, the show that is, right after it's over at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple <clears throat> Podcasts, wherever you get them, uh, you can get the show. Right, so... We ran through all, by the way, we are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If I sound like I'm kind of rushing a little bit, I am, because we have 13 minutes, <clears throat> and we're going to get to every match, Saturday and Sunday, in the Premier League. I'm going to give you my tips, my predictions, and the money line odds, courtesy of betonline.ag. Let's start, shall we? Manchester United leads at Old Trafford. Okay, let's look at this. Let's have a let's have a gander at this one. Um, the issue here, obviously, is no Marcus Rashford, no Edinson Cavani. That's on the downside for <clears throat> for Manchester United. For the plus side for Manchester United and the downside for Leeds is that this is at Old Trafford. Full fans again, and they'll be very happy to see their team in action. Uh, look, the one thing I'm going to promise you on this match is that you're going to get goals, because both of these teams like to score goals and can do it. And if you look at what they did last season, uh, Manchester United uh, scored 75 goals on the season, which was a uh, really good number. Second only, I want to say, to uh, City, who scored 83. And, uh, you know... Um, to put it in perspective, Leeds United were no slouch either. They scored 60, 62 goals, which puts them right up with the likes of, you know, a Tottenham and a West Ham, uh, Leicester City, scored more than Chelsea. You're going to get goals. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say this one is going to be Manchester United 2, Leeds United 1. We're going to get three goals. Right now, at betonline.ag, Man United will give you a minus... 185 on the money line. Over three is plus 100. Under three <clears throat> is minus 120. So you're going to have to get a 2-2 scoreline to get paid plus 100 if you go over three goals. 
Don't know that it's going to go over three. I would take the under at minus 120, uh, or I would just stick with the money line on United at minus 185. I think they will be off to the races this season with a very nice, solid win. Uh, Let's talk about Burnley-Brighton. Interestingly enough, on these clubs, uh, the two Bs that have been some of my least favorite clubs last season in the Premier League. Uh, Burnley did absolutely nothing in the transfer market whatsoever. Um, They got Nathan Collins from Stoke, I believe. And, you know, as good of a manager as Sean Dyche is, I, I just don't think he can keep getting it done. Brighton, on the other hand, I mean, they sold Ben White. Um... I'm not a fan of either team. I'm going to say this is a 1-1 draw, Burnley-Brighton. And right now, the draw will play, will pay plus 215 for the draw, Burnley-Brighton. Next up, Goodison Park, Rafa Benitez, first match in charge of the Toffees. And that, to me, is going to be the big question. I think that's what everybody wants to see. Right? Are the crowds going to be with Rafa? Are they going to be against Rafa? Are they going to create a negative atmosphere for the club on its first game at home? I doubt it, by the way. I mean, look, there's always a contingent of idiots in any fan base. Mind you, uh, look, just look at this whole mask discussion here we're having here in the United States. There's always a contingent of idiot- idiots anywhere you go. They have an excellent manager with Rafa Benitez. And we talked about Southampton. They really haven't done much. Uh, and um, I'm just not, I, I think they're really, really going to struggle. So for me, I'm going to take Everton to win this game at home. I don't think it's going to be a massively scoring game. I'm going to say 1 <clears> 0 <throat> for Everton, and they will win. And at minus 108, I think that's some uh, reasonable odds. Watford-Aston Villa is going to be a very interesting match. Uh, This is um, at Vicarage Road. Watford, it's their first game back up. They're plus 235. Aston Villa are plus 125. Again, all of these odds are courtesy of uh, betonline.ag. No Jack Grealish, but they did bring in Danny Ings. And as much as I like Watford, I just think Villa is going to be too much for them, even at home. I don't think this is going to be a whoppingly high-scoring match, but I'm going to choose Watford, again, a 1-0 scoreline on this one. The next match, let's get to Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea are going to be hosting Crystal Palace. Um, and by the way, Patrick Vieira, ho ho You know, he's in charge of Crystal Palace, right? So, you know, you have to wonder if he's looking back at his old club in uh, North London and thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) But that's probably another topic for another day Uh, or maybe later today. We'll see how we do for time. Uh, Vieira brought in Michael Olise from Reading, uh, who's a young player, very interesting. Uh, Also, uh, Eberechi Eze. 
um, was another one that joined him uh, last year after coming in from QPR. But, you know, look, who, who are we fooling here, okay? It's Stanford Bridge. It's the team that many, many people, listen, I sound like Donald Trump, tremendous, many, many tremendous people on all sides. Uh, many pundits are picking to actually win this thing over City. I think Chelsea are loaded top to bottom, uh, and really man management's going to become Tuchel's biggest issue, I think. They are huge favorites at home of minus 375. Uh, Vieira is going to have a rough day of it. Chelsea will win. I'm predicting a 3-1 scoreline. Um, next up, let's go to the KP, where one of my favorite teams, Leicester City. How fun are Leicester City, by the way? Leicester City are facing Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, you know, look. Uh, I'm wondering if Wolves are, are at the precipice of a mass implosion. I hope not. I mean, I've really enjoyed them over the last few years. They play some really fun football. But there's just something about them that makes me look really makes me think that they're really really fragile right now Leicester City with Brendan Rodgers is a really good manager he's picked up some key signings I like Leicester City and at minus 150 the pundits uh, and prognosticators and odds makers agree with me as well Leicester City will win this one and I'm actually going to say there's going to be a healthy scoreline on this match okay I'm going to pick up uh, I'm going to go with another... I'm going to go 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil Leicester City. Uh, next up, Carrow Road, Norwich, Liverpool. Well, you know what? This is going to tell you everything you need to know about Liverpool Football Club right here, this match at Carrow Road. Norwich haven't really done much to add to the team since they came up from the Champions Championship. Again, this is the bounce-back team, remember? Uh, Liverpool have added in, as we talked about, Ibrahim Kanate. Um, they have a bunch of players coming back. They seem to be healthy and fit and ready to go, although I, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is still injured uh, uh, from the last friendly that they played. Regardless, on paper, Liverpool should absolutely thump Norwich and take them to the woodshed. You know... You could look on paper and say Man City, for example, all right, should beat a Southampton, take them to the woodshed, if they were playing Southampton this week, which they're not. They may not, but they're going to beat them, and you, 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 you don't think twice about it. But you have to look at Liverpool, and we're going to look to see, have they regained the form that they had two years ago? Is the life back in this team. And, and yeah, they ended on a real high note, a huge high note. Was it like 10 games unbeaten? So you're going to you, we're going to you're going to want to watch them. Uh Liverpool going to win this game. Ah. 3-0. Okay. Uh next up Newcastle West Ham United. Uh <laughs> this is that's in James's Park. Uh, Newcastle, I'm sorry. I, I just, um, I, I, I want to be happy with Newcastle, but 
They remind me of Arsenal right now. Arsenal remind me of Newcastle. Both these teams, I think, are bloody awful. Uh, I actually think uh, West Ham and David Moyes are going to go to St. James's Park and they are going to get a big win. And at plus 120, the odds makers would agree with me. I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-0 victory away for West Ham. Uh, lastly, Man City, Tottenham. The big match of the weekend, really, right? I mean, is Kane going to play? That's the question mark, right? Is Harry Kane going to play? I mean, is Harry Kane going to face off against the club he's hoping to transfer to? I, I don't think so. So it's going to be a Kane-less Tottenham against a Grealish-imbued City who already were hot stuff without him. Yeah, they may be lacking a little bit of that cutting edge, but, you know, after watching guys um, like Raheem Sterling at the Euros, you know, I would say that a lot of those players that had middling seasons last season are going to come back strong. I have to go with Manchester City at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm going to say a scoreline of 2-1. I'm going to go with City. The odds on that, the money line, courtesy of betonline.ag, is minus 165. All right, let me recap what I got. United leads at Old Trafford. United will win 2-1. Burnley-Brighton, I'm taking a 1-1 draw. Everton-Southampton, oh, the Toffees are going to win. I'm saying it's 1-0. Watford-Aston Villa, I'm going to take Villa to win. Away from home, 1-0 plus 125. Uh, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, you have to take Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, minus 375. Leicester City, Wolves, I'm taking Leicester City, 2-0 for that one. Uh, Norwich City, Liverpool, I'm going to take Liverpool. By the way, Leicester is minus 150. Uh, Norwich, Liverpool, I'm taking Liverpool at minus 315. Newcastle, West Ham, I'm taking West Ham at plus 120 for a 1-0 victory. And Tottenham Man City, 2-1 City, at minus 165. Those are my picks for the weekend's match. I'm sorry if you bet Arsenal at minus 150 for today's match. Uh, what a joke. We have a completely different discussion to have about Arsenal Football Club. But I do have to go to break. I'll be right back to wrap it up. World Soccer Radio, right after this. M-O-N-E-S, Ramones, that, of course, Motorhead. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Just a couple of minutes left, and never fear, I'll be back with you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Premier League preview. We do this every Friday, go through every game, give you the odds and picks, uh, whether it's uh, uh, qualifiers or Premier League or Champions League or Europa League. I'd like to try to give you all the places that you may want to place a bet. Of course, we are presented by betonline.ag. That is where you should be going for your sports betting needs. I'm just having a laugh because Premier League season kicked off today. <laughs> Arsenal with the most shocking defeat. I, I don't know how else to you know put it. They got stung by the bees. 
I think Arteta is going to last another month, maybe at the most. But then I'm thinking there are Manchester United fans sitting there moaning and complaining about the Glazers and they sign Rafael Varane, they sign Jaden Sancho, uh, they have Bruno Fernandes, uh, they have all sorts of good players on that squad. And the fans call their ownership a joke. And I'm just wondering, maybe Arsenal fans should do a deal with the devil. That's right, get a new owner. Hey, guess what? Stan Kroenke getting ready with his bid from United. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, United fans. Maybe you'll get Stan Kroenke. Then you'll really have something to complain about. The worst owner in sports. I'm telling you, the worst owner in sports, hands down, Stan Kroenke and Kroenke Sports Enterprises. Is that what it is? I believe that's what it is. Anyway, check out the podcast at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. You can download the shows as soon as they're done on our network, Podcast Network, um, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. So be sure. I hope you will make me a regular part of your week. Just a reminder, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. That's when you'll get me. I want to thank all the folks at Sports Byline for helping me bring this show to you, as well as Sirius XM, American Forces, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And, of course, Bron at uh, the Believe Network. Terrific place. Great football podcast on there, right? Check it out. All right. Enjoy the football this weekend. It all kicks off. Speak to you Monday. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.